people celebrate the, our independence. We will discuss or we will think about and reflect upon that Declaration of Independence that we cherish so much as Americans. We've taken it to the point where, again, in our country we debate its interpretation. And we'll continue to do so, I guess, as long as we stand. But we've taken that independence and that freedom to apply it almost exclusively to us. It's written for the colonies as they were breaking away. Saying that to say that we also have another document that talks about freedom. It talks about the price that was paid for it. The blood of Christ. And sometimes like Americans, we get comfortable in thinking it's for us. We're the ones being blessed by it. And fail to realize, as Israel did of old, they were chosen by God. Not so that they could feel special. They were chosen by God to show God the, to show the world God. And they forgot that. Genesis 12, where Abraham is promised that he would become a father of many nations, and all the earth would be blessed because of him or because of his descendants. The Jews had taken that to believe that they, they were the blessing to the world and failed to realize that they were a vessel that God was using to bless the world through his son. We're reminded in Deuteronomy 7, and in verse 6. For you are a people holy to the Lord your God. The Lord your God has chosen you out of all the peoples on the face of the earth to be his people, his treasured possession. And they thought that was them. And failed to realize what God was wanting to do. We know as we go several chapters over into chapter 8, we were discussing this a little bit this morning in the auditorium class. They failed to realize what was going on. And the lesson is given for us. God led Israel 40 years in the wilderness. Israel forgot that aspect of it. We sometimes forget that aspect of it. Our hearers talk about they wandered for 40 years in the wilderness. 
They did not wonder at all. They may have wondered, but they did not wonder. God led them. The pillar of cloud by day and the pillar of fire by night, God led them. They had misunderstood what God was doing. I led you these 40 years in the wilderness to test you. To see if you would keep my commandments or not. God has blessed us. And being able to find or to have forgiveness of our sins. To have a hope of eternal life one day with him. But that blessing is to be available to the whole world. Not all will accept that, but it is to be made available. The vessel that God has chosen for that is you and I. It is to you and I that he gave what we call that great commission. To go into all the world and to preach the gospel to every creature. That he that believes shall who he that believes and is baptized shall be saved, and he that believes not shall be damned. To go forth with that message. God has always used what we would call common people. And the carrying out of his will. Those that would have a trust in him. And all those examples we have in the scriptures. Are those reminders. One of the love of God. How can you read the book of Jonah. And not catch that understanding. Of God's love for those despised people of the Israelites, the Ninevites. That God cared about them. And had Jonah to reach out to them. Jesus reminds us that we are to be the light of the world. Like a city set on a hill, it's not to be hidden. The life we live is to be seen. The message is to be felt. It is to be shared. And as we have been bringing forth and shall be bringing forth lessons and the emphasis this is a we body. It's one body. It's a we body. What are we doing? What are we contributing? What are we hoping for? What are we planning for?
So far, I've only found one absentee person who left her seat on the front pew. But I don't know who was sitting on the front pew, so I don't know who left it. But to take time to again read the goals that are being laid before us, before us, and looking at where we fit into that and how we contribute to it. I love how God works in the lives of his people. I was thinking when I came up, I appreciate Jerry so much and his song leading and his selection of songs. See, he has not been here long enough to know the songs that we normally sing. So he chooses songs that he knows that we do not. But he chooses some beautiful songs with a tremendous message. That's how God works. In ways that we don't fully see, like Israel of old. They did not recognize that going without physical food, that going without physical water, was part of God's working with them to find out where they were at. And then you read 1 Corinthians 10, 1 through 11. And you find out how successful he was. Working with that generation that came up out of Egypt. With many of them God was not well pleased. Because they did not understand or they did not submit to the commandments of God. Jesus reminds us in John 14, 15. If you love me, what? Keep my commandments. John later on, 1 John 5 and verse 3 would remind us. Herein is the love of God. That we keep his commandments. And his commandments are not burdensome. It's what we need to be reminded of. It's not a burden to keep God's commandments. He works with us. We forget Ephesians 3 and verse 20. Our God is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think. According to the power that works within us. I am not mine any longer. I am God's. He's the one who empowers. He's the one that uses. He's the one that works in our lives. And bringing things about that again we do not always perceive as being from God. Or his working in our lives. We've talked about that a little bit before as well. Oftentimes we have been questioning the delay in being able to construct a building. 
without understanding there's some other factors involved and God has a way of working. It's not our way. It's trusting him that the plan will unfold in accordance with his will. And we stress and we'll continue to stress again the building is a tool. We're already discussing and you have the sheet. Look at some of the goals that we're planning to do. Some of the things we're trying, that we are trying to do to build us up. To be able to work together. To be able to glorify God. And that in all that we do the glory is to be going to Him. It's not what, look what we have accomplished. Because I dare say, I'm looking around. I'll be generous. Within a hundred years, I'm looking at the small ones back there. Within a hundred years, there's not going to be one of us around. But I promise you, God's work will still be here. We already know it may not be in this location. But God's work will be going on. We already know that we're the beneficiaries of those who preceded us. Jesus talked about that. You're going to reap a harvest from what you did not sow. And you need to know that you're sowing for a harvest that somebody else will reap. It's all part of God's working through humanity. But to each generation, he's given the same charge. Go scatter the seed. Go water upon that seed. Go nourish that seed. I love the parable of the fig tree in the vineyard. Again, from just general observation, fig trees do not normally belong in vineyards. The fig tree had been there for three years and had not produced any fruit. And the vine dresser wanted to cut it down. The owner said no. Well, the owner wanted to cut it down. The vine dresser said no, no. Give me another year. Let me tend to it. Let me fertilize it. Let me water it. Let's give it a chance and see. We've stressed and are stressing that what was in the past is in the past. We go forth from here with a desire to become more faithful in his service. Some of us may be the fig tree. And some of us 
may you be at the point where you've been nurtured and you've been watered. And now it's time to bear some fruit. Again, we look with the physical eye. We try to make judgments on that, and we do that. That's natural. But as we look with the spiritual eye, there is not a person here that is the same person that they were last year or 10 years ago. We've seen changes. We continually see changes. We see growth taking place in a variety of different ways. We see many of you on the verge of wanting to do some things. You just don't know it yet. But you will find out about it. You're on the verge of doing some things that you haven't done before. And you're going to stumble. You're going to falter. You're going to try. And prayerfully, we're going to have those that will be the encouragers and the uplifters. And again, I lay that challenge before you with that sheet that was handed out. Do not disregard it. Note each item that's on that sheet. And ask yourself, where do I fit in on these items? What can I do? What do I need to be doing? How can I improve what I'm doing on these items? They're not just good items for somebody else. Well, I know someone else would do a better job about that than I. No. How does each of those items apply to you as an individual? You need to take a look at those. The body cooperates. We're looking for physical growth of numbers, if you will. We're looking for spiritual growth. And growth does come by the interaction that we have with each other. And it's always been true. There are individuals that you know. And you may share those individuals with other individuals in the congregation, but there are individuals that you know that you're going to have the influence on. And it may be the influence that you have of simply referring them to someone else. I know somebody who's interested. But I don't know enough yet. Yet. But you do know enough yet. You know what you did to become a child of God. That you can share. But out of those mutual friends will be individuals that you're going to be the main factor in reaching out to. And again, we know not everybody we talk to, not everybody we associate with, not everybody we worked with for years and years and years talking with them are going to respond. 
But there are souls out there who want to hear the truth. There are souls out there that are hungering for what is right. We can get all kinds of battles over what this or this means and not get down to God as Rory read use me when you go to your toolbox use me how many times when God wants to go to the toolbox are we like Saul being chosen for king You recall he was head and shoulders above the rest and where did they find Saul to anoint him as king? Hiding in the baggage. Want to get lost in the shuffle? I've mentioned before at times and we hope to pray that it can change. That when Lowell or James whoever else it is that's looking for volunteers or for men to step up and to do something. I've seen it. It's almost like the parting of the Red Sea. They walk down there and they give them a wide berth. It's not Isaiah. Who shall go for me? Isaiah said, Here am I, Lord. Send me. Here am I. Use me. And you'd be surprised. You've seen it in the physical world. You'd be surprised what you can do. You'd be surprised the talent that you have. Because it's a God-given talent. It's a God-given capability that he's given to human beings, first of all. And it's a God-given talent that he's given to spiritual human beings that are in the body of Christ. Stepping out and trying. The question will be, how involved do you want to be? How involved do you want to be? In standing before God Almighty to answer for the life you've lived. How involved do you want to be? The choice is going to be yours. God is patient. God is forbearing. God is loving. But one day, He's going to be a righteous judge. I am resolved it's not just a song and again I deeply appreciate Jerry and, and Lowell and Ben 
appreciate their leading singing. I appreciate the songs that they choose. For a lot of reasons, of course, the biggest one is that they're doing it. But that's not fair either, is it? Is that fair? Is that fair to say, well, they can do it? Oh, we'll get over the Norman down there and we'll get Rory up here. So we'll go down and we'll go down through a list and say, is that fair? Maybe I don't have that talent. When is a family? Are we going to get beyond thinking that only the best can serve? We're working on it. And I appreciate those who are stepping up and and working at it. But when are we going to get beyond thinking that only the best can serve? And my, remember Michael Wednesday night? We want our most gifted singers mic'd so they can give the beautiful sound to the congregation. The beautiful sound is your heart. It's your heart. So the question is, where is it? Are you resolved no longer to linger, charmed by the world's delight? Are you willing to make the change, make the commitment, make the desire that I am going to be about my Father's business? You need to respond to that invitation and we can assist you if we can help you in any way. Then indeed we bid you to come as together. We stand and sing.